I still can't even believe it happened. It was so sick just to hear his name get called and I'm holding the camera and I'm like, oh, <laughs> let's go, let's go. I'm just like, everyone's freaking out. That was a special moment, dude. Welcome back to the Athletes Corner Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. We got Dan here with us today, better known as DSARM. Uh, I'm sure you guys know him. I wouldn't expect you not to. Um, he's amassed hundreds of thousands of followers all over his platforms, YouTube, Instagram, all that. Um, and with the main goal of creating a baseball community, which I think he's done a great job of, and it's very rare to see in the baseball space. So I'm excited to talk with him today, pick his brain a little bit, talk about where he started from, how he's got to where he is now, and more of the recent things that he's done um, in the YouTube space. So quick recap of how we met. I remember when I first made my YouTube, Instagram, all that with this account, you actually followed me and reached out to me, which I thought was awesome. I mean, I was so excited. I'm like, man, this guy has like 10,000 followers, which way more now, which is awesome to see. But um, at the time I was like, man, this is sick. So genuine dude, so happy to talk to him. So yeah, um, let's start with how you started making videos. You've talked in the past about how when you were really young, you picked up the camera. Was that just that natural to you to where you wanted to make videos? Yeah, dude, like pretty much what happened was my, I remember like my dad got an iPad when I was like 10 and I, he let me use it and I'd play like Clash of Clans on it and stuff. And then I started messing around with like iMovie and like making videos of like my cat and stuff. Um, and then I like kind of fell in love with YouTube and started going down the YouTube rabbit hole, watching like NCAA 13 and 14 and Madden and all that stuff. I'm a big football fan. Um, and yeah, eventually I just kept making videos and, you know, not really any success, just kept making videos for really just for fun. And then once COVID happened, I started documenting like my road to 90, um, as like a pitcher and as like a baseball player, um, just started kind of following my journey around, still not getting many views, but like getting better at editing, getting better at like storytelling and stuff and just trying to figure out how to build an audience. And then once I got to the school I went to last year called Bridgeton Academy, it was a post-grad school. So I was doing one year removed from high school. I was doing one year and then I'd go to college after mm -hmm. that. Um, I just started going all in on making like game day vlogs. Then I started like the podcast, of course, and then did started putting clips out on like TikTok and Instagram. Those started gaining some traction. Then I started pivoting to more like experiences in real life kind of stuff like facility tours, game day stuff. Uh, we recently, the most recent video I just did was we went to a game with Zach Hample. He's like the, you know, the home run catching guy. Yeah. And then before that, we did a video at the Oakland Coliseum with Trevor May. Before that, we did a, we were at uh, Max Clark's house for the MLB draft. So we were documenting that whole experience. So it's been really, really cool. And it's been amazing to see, even just like over the past like six months, the growth has been like amazing. Really, once I started kind of like, just once I just went all in and with it, I just started learning so much more and like accelerating my growth with it. So that's kind of like my long winded, uh, but also in a nutshell story of where, who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's so interesting how you were able to pivot sort of what you were creating. Cause once your baseball career, once you decided to hang the cleats up, you can no longer do those uh, road to 90. I guess you could, but like for you, it's not very beneficial right for like your personal growth so like how did you go about making that decision to hang them up i know you mentioned that you thought you could inspire more people if you hung up the cleats and just strictly did youtube um but was that difficult to transition to that because you had to switch up your content you can you can see that switch when you started going all out with the youtube and changing that content like you mentioned with the facility tours and things like that 
Yeah. I mean, really up until like this time last year, I was still doing like pitching training and like velo day and like bullpens and stuff like, yeah, really like up until now. Then I went through live down with Sim in the momentum guys and I met all them and like kind of just like chopped it up with them. And I was pretty much like, all right, this is like, if, if I can, if just like grit and determination can get me to like, and I only had like 7,000 subscribers, but I was like, if I can just like get in front of the right people's eyes um, at such a small scale and like with putting like not as much effort towards the YouTube, cause I was still doing training and stuff like that. Um, right. What could I do if I just kept like, just put all my eggs in one basket. Um, and that's kind of what I did. Like, I was just like, you know, pretty much like August last year, I was like, I don't even really want to go to school, but I'm going to go to school, but I'm not going to play baseball and see how long that lasts. Then I was in school in person for like a month and I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do school. I just want to make videos. <laughs> and I, and I like, but like to answer your question, the decision wasn't even that hard. It was more just like, Oh, like, this is what I'm going to do now. Like if I yeah. want to, it's more just like, it's going to happen. So I'm okay with, like, I'm, I'm not, it wasn't like, Oh, it's so hard to hang them up. Cause I'm still like around baseball. And I feel like. I can I can always I always get my share of baseball. It's just more about like how many people I can affect and like what my actual like impact is now um, versus just being a player. So, yeah, then I started like I moved out of the college and then went to moved in into an apartment in L.A. And now I'm just living in L.A. I'm actually back home right now in New Hampshire, just visiting. But, yeah, I live in L.A. now and I travel with my buddies, Tony and Leo, and we just kind of go and and make videos now and kind of are planning like the next month in advance now. So we have like all our stuff like booked out and planned. Now we just got to go like kind of execute and do it, which is nice because used to just be like, all right, what's the video for next week? But now we actually yeah. have like, which is cool. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's awesome. So was it difficult? So you said it was, it wasn't a hard decision, but did your parents, were they on board? No, no not at all. They were uh, very, it's funny, like this trip, that I'm home now, we talked about it a lot because it's like, it's pretty much a year ago from when I made them like a PowerPoint. And I was like, this is like going to be my, my, my thing. I'm not going to play baseball and I'm going to go to school. And my mom was like, you're not going to play baseball. And my dad's like, no, you're, you're, you're going to play baseball and you're going to go to school. Um, and I was like, I just, I'm like, I gotta do what I gotta do. Like I kind of just got out to California and like, they can't really tell me what to do. Like I'm out there now, or I was, I was out there at that point. So they're just like, do whatever you gotta do. And I'm like, if my, if I can get my socials big enough and like, I can actually start bringing in money and stuff. It's like kind of, you can't like deny that if, if it's, if it's like actually making a career for myself, you know, it would be that they'd be able to see it. And finally I'm like at the point where it's like, Oh yeah, like this was definitely the best decision. And now it's just about how can I compound on the growth and keep going up from mm -hmm. here. How long into it did they finally get on board? Is, it, is this recent? Yeah, like my dad still wants me to go to school. Like he's still like, oh, I'm gonna like go to UCLA or whatever. And I'm like, it's not like it's just not time right now. Like I got I got stuff to do. Um, and my mom is totally okay with it. Like she's been on board probably for like five, six months, five months. She's okay. been like, she kind of gets it. Like she's like all in with it, sending me like screenshots of every time I hit like a milestone or something. My dad is like that too, but he's also still wants me to be in school. But they're they're they've come around to it before for sure. Probably in the last like six months, they've been like, okay, like this is what he's gonna do. We kind of can't really like stop him because I'm just gonna keep doing it. Don't yeah, that's good that, that you got their support at least more yeah. than at the beginning. And it's yeah. also good that you decided, hey, you know, I'm gonna bet on myself. I'm gonna do my thing. This is what I want to do. I want to try to make it happen, and I'm gonna go all out and see if I can make it happen. So that's, I would say, is probably why you got that success. Um, and obviously still trying to grow now. I want to talk to you about the interviews you've done with some pretty 
top talent in, in the baseball world. So you've got guys like prospects at the time where you had Max Clark, Drew Jones, guys like that. You had Lance McCullers, Ben Joyce, when they were like at their peak too. Like you had Ben Joyce right when he started popping with the 105 mile an hour fastball. So that was crazy to see. And even Eric Sim, like you mentioned, and that was in your space, which is a great conversation to have. So which one of those guys was your favorite to talk to? Uh, it's funny. It's like hard to pick a favorite. I think Lance McCullers, well, I guess I would say Lance McCullers interview was my favorite because I was like the first one where I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, like, what are we doing? Like, this is crazy. Cause it was like in person and he like went right to the game after. And it was just like kind of sick that it was like in season and we got a big leaguer and I was doing it with still with Joe back then. So that was, that kind of opened my eyes to like, Oh, like if I can get Lance, like, I mean, I can get like anyone, <laughs> like not really yeah. but, like, made me think like, Oh, like you never know. So yeah, that was probably the one that really opened my eyes, but like, everyone is a cool story like going out to indiana and filming with max in january is cool because we can look back on don't it don't, go, don't go ahead on that we, we're going to talk oh, about we'll that talk, yeah that, on that. Yeah. that interview was cool because it like opened the door to all the other max content i was going to yeah. end up doing and i'm still going to probably do and drew was super cool because he had just got drafted and was just chilling in arizona and i could just like chop it up with him uh ben joyce i mean they're all sick honestly they're all like i'm really yeah. like the ben joyce one was sweet because he's like one of the hardest throwers if not the hardest thrower in the world so like hearing his perspective was cool coming from like a pitching background um and even sim like hearing all of sim's story i never even i never really heard all of sim's story until i actually like sat across from him and like interviewed mm -hmm. him so that was really cool too man and i've done two interviews with him so the second one was even better because we actually had like a rapport and we knew each other like better so i mean there's it's hard to count i guess the easy answer is like whatever one got the most views but like it's <laughs> than that but yeah they've all been really 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 special I got to ask you about Sim. So is he, so he's super energetic, obviously outgoing guy. Is he how he is in videos in person? Bro, like a thousand percent. It's <laughs> like, you know, you think it's like a character, like, oh, he's like the king of Duke. Like, no, nah, it's like who he is. Like, it yeah. literally is who he is. Like, he's saying, he's just maybe like a little, a little more mellow, like a slight mellowness when, yeah. you're, when he's off camera, but like barely. It's like, he's the most intense person. It's hilarious. But he's also like a big teddy bear. He's a great, he's a great. <laughs> really down to earth. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's awesome. That's guy. awesome. Did so did you notice anything about each one of these guys that was similar in terms of like maybe mentality or work ethic? Cuz when I talk to certain guys not to that level, maybe someday, maybe, you know, we're certain, working there. Um know. so when I talk to like division 1 athletes, you hear a lot of similar stories, a lot of similar just head down work. A lot of the guys I'm friends with, same thing. Did you notice, and you're at this is the top level, you have MLB guys, how are they in comparison to each other, and then maybe even like Drew Jones, guys that are younger, and Eric Sim, guy that's out of pro ball, do you notice any similarities between their mentalities? I, I think, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, I think it's like, at some point, I think there's a level of intensity and like obsession that these guys all have, and it's either like naturally they were born with it, or kind of got manifested over time just once either once they were like oh this is what i want to do or it's just something that they like literally were born with and they've just always been a competitor in like whatever realm they're at but like yeah dude, they all have like some sort of intensity about what they're doing and it's not like threatening but it's more just like oh like that person's gonna get done what they're gonna do regardless of what anyone else like you can't mm -hmm. move them off like that that's their, that's their task they're gonna do it and whether that means like Ben Joyce is going to go and lift every single day because he's a freak and he's going to go lift, you know, deadlift 600 pounds. And same with Sim, like he's going to get his his done today or someone like 
uh max and drew who are like just very skilled and like do all that skill work and are very like just they have their routines and they stick to them trying to think who else lance was similar like he has his routine he's very obsessive about his routine and like i he also remembers very specific moments from his career from what i remember like he he could like point out oh yeah the count was two two then i you know i missed it on a slider away but then i came back with a change whatever like he can pinpoint that stuff so i think that's something i've noticed and i think a lot of other like from listening to a lot of interviews i hear that a lot where it's like people are just they mr beast is the best example honestly like he's just super hyper obsessed with like what he's gonna do and he's like oh no i'm just gonna do it it's, i'm gonna get it it's pretty much done by now if, if it's in his head that he wants to do it so uh yeah i think the level of intensity and the obsession is the two things that these all these guys have definitely had in common like i haven't met someone who doesn't have that like they're not like laid back even if they're laid back they're intense about their craft i guess would you say that they're like super honed in on plan a and there isn't really a plan b and that's part of the reason why they're obsessed with it i think so like not like 95 percent of people who like i would consider like very successful that i've like gotten the chance to either just interview or even just like talk to like almost 95 percent are like oh like i didn't have a plan b like this was like i don't know like i don't know what i'd be doing if i wasn't doing whatever this is uh and then other people had a plan maybe had a plan b but they were just so hyper focused on like maybe their plan B was never even going to happen. It was just more like in case just to give them more motivation to keep doing this plan A because like they don't even want to do plan B, if that makes sense. So yeah, but like to answer your question, like more directly. Yeah. Like I think most people just like they choose the path and then they're just going to like go on that path and maybe they'll be kind of get skewed one way or another over time. But like the intensity that they had towards that one thing kind of dictated the direction they went, whether it was exactly what they wanted or somewhere like, adjacent to it so yeah i'd say yeah okay so do we have any lined up interviews that we can talk about any exciting guests in the future i haven't really done like pods in a while since like yeah. march because i'm trying to focus on like growth and like the pods are cool for like clips and stuff and i can do like yeah. instagram and tiktok but like youtube it's just not gonna drive that kind of traffic that you want unless it's a huge guest like if i get a trout or a mookie bet like someone right. like be awesome but even you right, see you're, you're sort of trying to keep the short form content right now yeah yeah but like even Mookie's pod like hit he doesn't even get that crazy viewership just because of baseball isn't like the most like right. like Shohei on a pod for it to go like crazy um and he barely speaks English so like you can't really do that but <laughs> yeah like for, for stuff we have planned lined up or planned we have like so many different like MLB things like different games we're going to collabs we're doing like we're about to do a video with Gabe from Dodger Films which would be super oh, fun I get back to LA tomorrow and yeah we just have a lot of cool videos lined up that I like I don't like saying them out loud because I don't want to jinx them because a lot of stuff is right, like right, right. I, it's like pretty much going to happen but like you never know um no yeah, I know how that is we're doing a video with Gabe on Wednesday which is pretty good but even that like we don't even know like how much access we're going to be able to get so we're just going to try our best but yeah but like as for like interviews I, yeah not many I like doing the pods but for like growth, it's just not the, for depth, like it's cool. Cause you can, someone can listen to you talk to someone for 45 minutes and that's like builds kind of a cool, like parasocial, you know, connection with the person. You're like, oh, I can feel like I know this person, but yeah, like for growth, like top of, top of funnel, it's harder. That's why I'm doing, trying to just do more like viral or like, you know, uh, explosive sensational baseball stuff, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, so you mentioned earlier Zach Hampel, that whole video with Zach Hampel, which was your most recent video, right? You mentioned yeah, it was the most recent yeah. one. So 
a lot of people, he got under a lot of fire recently. Like people started turning on him, which was crazy to see because everyone loved him. Like everyone was such a big fan of him. So is, what, what is your opinion of him being around him? Is he, he seems like a good guy. I mean, as much as people want to hate him, I, I don't think he's a bad guy. Yeah, dude, he's just like who he is. Same with like him and Sim are similar in the way where they're like they are who they are. Like you can't really like you can tell them something, but it doesn't matter. Like they are pretty strong with their beliefs and like they're just gonna be who they are all the time, which is pretty admirable, I think. Even if like love him or hate him, like it's kind of admirable to be like, oh, that's who he is, and he's not like afraid to be that kind of person. Um, but yeah, like you know, it's funny seeing like a lot of all the kids who came up to him during the game were like loved him. He got so many people coming up to him, just like. Oh, like Hampel, like I love you. And then like a few like adults would chirp and be like, Oh, don't run over a kid today. But it's like you look at all the kids who are flocking him and they're like, Yeah, you love him. So it's like the only people who have problems with it, I think, are the adults who just whatever reason don't like what the, what he does or have like a warped perspective on him. But dude, like the Hampel I met, he was a great dude, like loves baseball. He'd say it himself, like he's a baseball nerd and just wants to go to baseball games and like meet cool people. And I, I had a blast making that video and he caught a home run, which was insane. Mm -hmm. Uh, like what and then he caught one like a week later at the marlins game a couple nights ago so it's like he's just a machine so it was cool to see him work and like another person driven and like has that intensity like i'd be mid-conversation you hear the ball get hit and then he's like gone and you're like he like that's that's mission one like the second yeah. talking to me so you got to kind of respect that out of anybody who has that kind of like you know characteristic about them i think you need to have that and if it comes natural it's even easier because if you don't listen to the outside noise and you don't hear the people that are hating on you, like he still shows up at games, like you said, he's still doing his thing. It doesn't matter what anyone else is saying. So yeah, I just wanted to quickly ask about that. But now you also mentioned facility tours, similar to what I asked you before. Which one was your favorite? You went to TCU, USC, UNC, Miami, Oregon, all these schools. Hmm. I know there's different budgets involved, so some schools have bigger facilities, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily the best maybe which one was your favorite or which one do you think you could have played at? Like, would you have wanted to be around that environment? I think if, if I had to pick anyone that I'd want to play at the most, it would be UNC. I think UNC okay. was dope and the colors are sick and the uniforms are <laughs> sweet, but uh, like a school that has the same like that is Oregon. Like Oregon had the sick uniforms and the, I think maybe even Oregon I'd want to play at. I don't know the weather, the weather UNC is a little better and Miami is a little too hot, but yeah, like that's my top three, like UNC, Oregon and Miami would be like the three, my favorite and the ones I'd want to play at. Um, but like all the school, it's just cool to see all the schools, all the, what they have, like the different, you know, sayings that they have and the different, you know, motivational, uh, whatever, like quotes they have all over the yeah. wall the colors and the jerseys and whatever. So all that stuff is super cool. I'm really excited because I want to, I, I think we can make it happen again. I don't want to jinx it, but like I'm hoping to do UCLA since I'm in LA. I think UCLA would be a sweet one. I'd obviously love to do Vandy, Tennessee, Ole Miss. Like, but now I just kind of want bigger name schools too, just because I really want to like hit that large audience, um, which kind of sucks because like I don't really, I won't really get to do the like the mid majors that are still cool, like the Dallas Baptists and like the, maybe even ECU. Like, I don't know if I'd really, I probably still would go to those, but it'd have to be more like a holistic, like I want to incorporate the football, a football game too. And like basketball and all that yeah. stuff is just baseball. Um, but like, it's cool to see all the cultures around schools. And I still want to, I definitely want to lean heavy into like the college stuff um, as it gets into like fall with like football and baseball and all basketball, like everyone on campus working at the same time. So yeah, more, more to come on that. I'm excited though. We've got some cool plans like Hawaii, Hawaii will be sick. 
That would be sick. <laughs> yeah. like that's, that so, one's going to happen. That one's like locked in. Hawaii's mid-September will be there, which will be sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Um, how did you get that idea? Because I don't, I don't think I've seen many videos before you of guys doing that. How did you get that idea? And then how did you, how did that happen? Like, obviously you build connections when you're in this industry, when you've grown as far much as you've grown, but that's still like not easy. You can't just be like, hey, let me do a video in your school. Like, yeah, bro. I mean, like the way idea came from definitely destroying doing it in football. And then um, those guys, Kowiski or like the, you know, the guys who've done the tours before they did it kind of in every yeah. sport to lean towards more football and basketball. They did a few baseball, but I was like, let me just do as many baseball as I can of like D1 schools. Like that'd be sick. Um, so the first, we just would first reach out to players and be like, yo, you want to do a tour? And like the, the smaller schools, like, I mean, San Diego State was honestly a good, a pretty good one to start with, but they were chill about it. And they're like, yeah, I want to do a video. Sure. USD was cool. Like this, the Cal State Fullerton, Long Beach State, those ones are like easier, like, cause they're like, oh, exposure, like we're all down for it. We get social right. media. The harder ones are like the bigger ones, like the UNCs, the Oregons, the Miamis. You gotta go through like operations and like kind of have a pitch for them and say like what what we offer and just to like make them feel more comfortable about opening their doors to you. And now that we have that kind of proof of concept, where it's like, oh, we've gone to the Oregon, Miami, whatever. Um, now I want to be like, now how good can we make the videos? Like I want to let's go to you know let's go to Vanderbilt and let's do an even better version of what we've done before and take like we have it'll get the viewership like we know that because it's vanderbilt but like how can we make it even bigger and like more broad appealing so it's still a little difficult like to get in touch with the you know big schools like texas and like the older kind of like like really legendary schools are a little tougher because they're like really locked down on their content yeah. but if you meet the right people and they like kind of see the vision like if they don't see the vision there's nothing you can do like you can't like right but if they see it and they get it, then it's just about kind of like making it happen. So that's, it's, yeah, it started just by DMing players and then emailing operations and then making videos and then doing it again and then trying to make them better and then keep going from there. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure obviously through the numbers you can see how much people enjoy those. So seeing the future of that's going to be awesome. Um, now I want to talk about the Max Clark documentary. So that was, that was awesome, first of all, to say how it is. Like that was the coolest thing i've seen in a while on youtube i thought very well you edited your own videos right yeah yeah that was very well done the storyline of it was awesome so i want to ask especially because you know i was talking to some of my teammates and i was telling them about this i'm like what you guys what would you guys ask him if you could and they're like you got to ask him about the max clark documentary and everyone's like loves this thing so well props to you on that and I'm, I'm in chicago i mean i don't know if you've ever been over here but um so you got fans all over the place but um so i want to ask you how did you so you originally started with max clark you did like day in the life with him you've yeah. done like the interview and stuff were you mm -hmm. expecting an invite to the um to his party draft party or w how did that come about and if like if that was like planned or you were like he invited you and you're like let's do this yeah it was more organic right because like we kind of went out there just like I met Max at Area Codes like this time last year almost, and we just kind of we're like we met each other, but obviously he's swamped, and everyone wants a, like yeah. five minutes of his time all the time. So like I don't even know if we were going to do a pod then. I think I, I think we might have planned it, then it just fell through, and he was busy. And I was like, I'm not tripping about it. Like I want to do it when the time's right. And then he was like, Yo, January is like 
a lot chiller around here. Like, I mean, baseball season's not going. We're just going to be training and stuff. If you want to come out and do a day in the life, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So Leo and I went out to Indiana in January. It was freezing, but it was sick because, like, Max kind of showed us around his hometown. We, like, got to go out to eat with him, talk to him, just kind of, like, form a friendship before, like, you know, even doing content. Uh, and then we got to film some awesome content that did great and got to kind of show a different side of Max, like the more long form interview. And I think he kind of appreciated that. And we you know, obviously went through it respectfully. And like we didn't want to like, you know, it's just kind of want to showcase him on a different level. And I think he he liked that. So and then we met up at PBR Super 60, which was in Chicago. We saw him there for a day. We were only there for like a day or two. But talked to him more, filmed some more stuff. And then, yeah, we went out to for a game. I think his home opener we went out for is game is opener and all this stuff is sick because it's like he's so down for it and i'm like i know it's gonna do well because it's max like it's, i don't even yeah. have to like over overkill with the edits or whatever the idea it's just like let me just go out there and film and just have fun and chill um but what i really put a lot of effort into was the documentary and i kind of told him about the doc originally it was going to be like a three-part s- series and i was going to do like each one was going to be like 20 minutes and then i kind of just pushed it all together into one and then made a part two of just draft day um, so I got to like put a lot more into more of a condensed amount of time. Um, but yeah, he pretty much invited us to the draft. Like last time we were there, he was like, you guys are going to draft, right? We're like, dude, if we're invited, we're going like, <laughs> yeah, we'll book our flights now. He's like, I want you guys there. So we were there and it was, we got to film the whole thing and the video did really well, obviously. And I think it was cool for people to see like a behind the scenes look. I mean, it was, I still can't even believe it happened. Like it was so sick just to hear his name get called and I'm holding the camera and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. And I'm just like, everyone's freaking out. Um, that was a special moment, dude. Um, yeah. I mean, it was cool. Yeah. So the relationship with Mac kind of just formed uh, like organically. We, we just all became friends with him. Me, Leo and Tony were all just kind of boys and now he's, cooking up in pro ball and we'll probably hopefully do more content soon um but yeah i'm gonna let it sit for a bit i've done a lot of max content over the last <laughs> like Leave try to build, my, build some other stuff and make you know it's it's it could be fun to be the max clark you know fan page for a bit because of the views and stuff but like i want to also do my own thing too so we'll we'll definitely do some more max stuff when the time's right but like yeah like it was just sick to experience that stuff um like yeah months. was there anything about him that you came to know as you as you met him became friends with him filmed content with him that was different from how maybe you had preconceived notions about him beforehand because he's he was all over social media biggest prospect probably ever maybe a bryce harper type thing and now that social media is even bigger you probably have to say max clark in terms of numbers has done more than anybody he's he's like in terms of mlb guys is at the top of the list so it's super impressive. Was there anything that you were kind of going into it expecting and it turned out to be completely different or maybe it was completely as expected? What was cool to me is like Max is definitely like he kind of he was prepared like he, he's going to be a really good like star, if that makes sense. Like he we went to Top Golf in Chicago and like um, they got us like they they squeezed us in like we weren't it was like we're super busy and they're like hey we have an extra one over there and like it's kind of ready we're like we'll, we'll go wherever and they did a favor for us and like max just went out of his way when we were leaving to thank like every single person who like helped us like get to that like booth or whatever like made it happen thank the guy who gave us food the woman who gave us like free donuts the like he just went out of his way to and then took pictures with like 50 kids who recognized him there too um which tells me like he's kind of already like i wouldn't say media trained that's like a different kind of thing it's more just like he's he's good at being like 
he he knows a who good he person. Is, not on like a cocky level. Like he's like, yeah. oh, these people are gonna remember this. Like, let me go out of my way and like make sure it's a good memory and they like you know are appreciative of us. You know, and they did a favor for us. So let me just tell them like how grateful we are, whatever. So that was what I was super impressed about. Um, that he's like at eighteen years old is already like he you know that's something that like. Bryce Harper or some of those guys would be doing now where it's like, oh, they go thank everyone because they weren't going to remember it. So that's one of the things that I thought was super cool. Um, and then just the fact that like he's also like kind of a content creator, like he kind of thinks like a content creator where he's like, oh, I think this post will do well. Um, you know, he, he knows what a good quality like carousel is going to look like. Like he's like, oh, let me do a cool caption and people will like it and let me do something. You know, he's OK. He's fine with being flashy. He likes being flashy. He'll do the eye paint and stuff like that. And also be very respectful off the field. So that, I was super impressed by that. And that's kind of why I was so drawn to make content about him because it's going to be super cool to look back on it in like 10 years and be like, oh, like he was like that when he was 18 or 17 or whatever. Let's see how he is at 28, 29 when he's like, you know, everyday starter in the big leagues and, you know, perennial all-star and stuff. It's kind of cool to have that because you look at old videos of Bryce Harper or like Mike Trout and there's like not many, but the ones there are, it's like, whoa, like that was his swing in high school. Like, oh, like yeah. he that many he got drafted then so it's cool for me to kind of like have all that footage now and then be able to go back to it or look how it does over time as max keeps you know making milestones and stuff um and i'd love to keep doing stuff like that in the future because it's kind of sick like just to kind of document someone who's going to be like a star or is a star as they progress mm -hmm. you know i definitely think that the main thing I saw from watching that documentary was exactly what you said. He seemed like a very respectful, good dude. Maybe that's because he's from a small town in Indiana. He's not from L.A. He's not from, you know what I mean? Like, he's got that sort of mentality in him. All of his friends love the kid. Like, from what I can tell in that documentary, like, his coaches, it's the same thing. Like, everyone around him just such a good dude, and he's building such a good community. And I love that he got drafted by Detroit. Like, that's perfect for a guy like him, in my mm -hmm. opinion. He gets drafted so. by his hometown team and gets to build continue to build his community and it's just it's perfect for him I, I think so I thought that was awesome to see which I was like man all you guys in the in the documentary you guys are uh doing your predictions I'm like no one's saying Detroit come on we got to hope no for thought, Detroit. <laughs> we all thought it was Rangers or Pirates bro and like yeah yeah it wasn't it was crazy we were shocked but we were it didn't matter we were all fired up anyway like yeah I mean who cares yeah. he could have got picked 30th yeah. he's still yeah, awesome so We'll end this shortly. I want to talk finally some advice that you could give to some people that maybe want to create content in the baseball world, sports world, or maybe anywhere. How should they get started and how is it like you're not going to have success right away. Most likely most people aren't overnight success. You've been doing videos for your whole life almost and just recently have been blowing up. And um, what, what does it take to get to that level and have that consistency throughout? Well, dude, that's the big thing, like consistency, like you just got to, but not like, that doesn't mean like consistently doing the same thing over and over again. It's just like consistently like showing up and posting a video and seeing how it does. And then like going back to the drawing board and be like, Ooh, that did really bad. Okay. Why? Let me like watch some YouTube videos on, you know, guys like Mr. Beast and David Dobrik, the people who like blew up, like a lot of it's not by accident. Like none of it's really by accident that those guys are as big as they are is because they find formats that work. They go, go, go with them and they pivot and then try to do something even bigger and then pivot. So like I'm trying to follow that kind of same format within baseball and eventually like broaden that out to like all sports and stuff, but keep to my baseball roots, especially for now. So like the thing is just kind of like find your format and just keep building on that and like 
just kind of become a student of it, like watch a ton of interviews. And I, I'm not like I, I pretty much invest all the money I make back into it, like either with like workshops, talking to people, learning who people who know way more than me or going on trips and planning videos and just trying new things because like you just got to kind of keep running and keep going. So like my best advice is just like, yeah, like I mean, I'm kind of a tough person to take advice from because I like I'm either like all in or all out. Like I don't like that. You know, a lot of people are good at hedging their bets and being like, I'm going to go mostly into this, but have this as a backup. I'm just naturally not good at that. So, like, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. just like, just lean into that and be who I am and build and build and just go all in and try to obsess and make the best, you know, YouTube channel I can um, and most like the best videos I can. But like even now, like videos flop and they don't do as well. So you just got to keep kind of iterating and reiterating and maybe building and going um, and think of more like broad scale ideas and not just like maybe don't think of something that necessarily like you i don't know i try to think of like my 15 year old self like what would my 15 year old self want to watch like what kind of content was i watching what kind of stuff was i into and how like what would make what would be the best video i could watch as a 15 year old and then just try to make that as my like 20 year old self um into something like even cooler and better and more high quality than i could have even thought of then so yeah that's kind of where it stems from but um yeah just keep going keep moving forward and like always ask people for advice uh, I, I feel like I should ask more people for advice. Sometimes I'm just like locked in and I just like don't realize I haven't talked to anybody, like any creators on the phone for like two weeks. And I'm like, I should talk to more people. Um, so that's yeah. kind of, but uh, yeah, I'm just like always thinking about this stuff and always thinking of cool ideas. Um, and for some people that's like dope and like they're all for that and they want to obsess over it. And other people are like, kind of like making content and like are bummed that their growth isn't good. But if you like kind of broke down the hours of someone who's like super successful in content, like major, like Mr. Beast type guy, even 10 years ago, Mr. Beast type guy, the amount of hours he was putting into it versus, you know, some people were just like doing it as a hobby, you know, it compounds quickly. And like, you realize why someone like Mr. Beast is as huge as they are is because they learned every little intricacy of this platform. And now they're just trying to like use it to their advantage. So I'm all over the place, but yeah, pretty much just keep <laughs> consistent and keep making cool videos and, um, and just in like broad strokes, just like keep moving forward and like try not to uh, try just to like beat yourself. Adapt. Adapt. adapt yeah. Adaptability, yeah. For. Just keep being adapt adaptable or adaptive. I don't know. Just keep doing that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll give you a second if you want to plug what you what your channels. I mean, they're all everyone knows what they are, but I'll have them <laughs> in the description. But if you want to say them, go ahead. No, yeah, dude, if you guys don't know. Well, now you know, disarm on socials. Um, follow, yeah, subscribe on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, YouTube's the big one. I want to just, I, I just love YouTube. YouTube's my favorite. I don't know about you, but YouTube is is just yeah, the one. By the far, most that's what I fun. when I started. That's what I wanted yeah. to do, for sure. Um, yeah, well, like just, I wanted to be like a YouTuber. Yeah, and then stuck with that baseball, created that community, and you've done amazing things since, and you're going to continue to do amazing things. So. We're very fortunate that you came here today, talked to us for and spent your time with us. So thanks for watching this video. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll catch you guys in the next video and peace.